Hey, welcome to Pro Football Ireland. It is a Monday evening. We're recording this in the dusk of what's called, I think, is it Blue Monday? Apparently, this is the most depressing Monday of the year. It will not be on this podcast. Michael McQuaid is delighted to be joined by Michaela Fagan. Um, hope, I hope to have Mark back in a few days, but uh, Mike and Michaela will have to do for now, and it's a fantastic partnership. Michaela, um, did you enjoy Wildcard Sunday? Welcome in. How are you doing? I did very much enjoy Wildcard Sunday because... I love being right. So I, I'm just very happy I was right about the Giants when I think everyone was kind of picking the Vikings. So I was very happy about that. And then I was actually very happy that the Bills and Dolphins was as close as it was because I was kind of like, it'd actually be very funny if the Dolphins went through and the Bills got knocked out. But then obviously, you know, the I think the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that the Bills picked up in the second half. I think the Dolphins just... Once they threw that interception from like their own, whatever it was, when they were nearly back in their own end zone and Skyder threw that interception, I was like, oh yeah, that's them, that's them done now. It's funny because I think we were saying on Sunday morning, or I, I I said it, I personally privately thought that these games on Sunday would be a complete disaster. I thought that the Bills would stomp the Dolphins and I thought the Vikings would take the Giants by at least 11 and a half points. And I also thought that the Bengals game would be over by the half and all three games that didn't happen. And it, it went as far as it, as, as, it went as far as uh, the, the duration. It was a fun Sunday and, and, and obviously congratulations to the Bills, congratulations to the Giants and congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it's been a late night. So, it's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting conversation, but I guess just just first off, Michaela, if we sort of go again in um, chronological order, the Bills Dolphins game was a really interesting one because at one point, you know, going into the was it the the, the twelve minute point in the second quarter, you thought this game is done, it's over, and funnily enough, you know, Skyler Thompson finds a way to get the ball down the field. And, you know, obviously the defense came up big for for Miami. But there was a point last night in the third to fourth quarter before the Bills, I think it was at the end of the third, just before the Bills made those big plays, there was a point where it genuinely looked as if Miami had a chance. And I guess when anybody that I spoke to as a, Dolphins fan didn't give them a chance in hell. Anyone that I spoke to, you know, last night during the game were were stunned. And I guess there's two elements of that for me. The first one is how good were Miami last night? And, you know, obviously they should be proud of their efforts. The second element is, Michaela, should Bills fans be concerned? Yes, they put up 34 points against what was an efficient enough defense last night, to say the least, in Miami. But they still let in 31 points at home to a third-string quarterback. Granted, there were some defensive plays as well there. But my God, Michaela, like, I mean, I think the Bills could have done my bye week this week. They probably could have, and they probably underestimated the Dolphins a little bit because I know we all did. So I think I was at the same point of everyone else. It's like, okay, this is going to be like a blowout. This is just kind of like the warm-up game until the Vikings and the Giants because I think we all knew 
in our hearts that the Vikings and the Giants was going to be the coin toss up where we kind of all knew the Bills and the Bengals would win. So it was actually very entertaining. But I got to the point where I was watching the game and it was kind of like, I'm just solely watching this because football, it's football. It's going to end in a couple of weeks. You get the opportunity to watch Josh Allen. But if that game was on during the regular season and there was other games on, I wouldn't have watched it because... (laughs) <laughs> Miami were playing their third string quarterback but it got to the point where I think Dawson Knox we all thought he gotten another touchdown I think they would have been up 21 nothing if that touchdown had stood but the ball hit the ground so it didn't and they were 17 uh, zero up and then suddenly the Miami Dolphins started playing really well they started getting points on the board I think they did two or three field goals to get the points up I think they, they yeah. did three field goals in a row and then they got the then they got, you know, they just kept putting points on the board before the half. And then, um, so then, but then when the second half came, it was like, they were still in the, in the, in the loop a little bit. Like you're like, okay, this could happen, you know, like this could possibly, they could possibly win this game and shock everybody. But, and it, it was, I think they were very lucky as well. The Dolphins, the fact that Josh Allen was true two picks like because that's unlike him to be thrown picks in the in the playoffs you know usually he's just touchdown touchdown constantly so the fact that he was making mistakes and you could tell he was getting really really frustrated I think he pushed one of the Dolphins players at one point and caused and he, a, the, then he walked away like an absolute savage which I yeah, thought like was he walked hilarious. away and then he just looks back and he's like oh like I'm at the cause of such a big like <laughs> because they're all like 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 they weren't like fighting but they're all kind of like like scruffing and falling at the at the end after he walked off but yeah you can tell josh was definitely definitely getting very frustrated um but once skyler threw that interception from i think was it like third and 19 and i think tony romo and like the the commentators were like why are they throwing why are they doing this play when they're like third and 19 and they're backed up into their own end zone and he threw the pick then i was kind of like in my head like i know anything can happen but i think them that that's them finished that's going to knock his confidence and it did and the bills went down and won it was a really really interesting game because at the very very start of the game they talked about josh allen's record Michaela in playoff games if he only had one interception in his career in the playoffs so far and Jim Jim Nance and Tony Romo were, were going mad about it and fair play of course it's an incredible record and then he goes and throws two picks in the game and you know look 350 odd yards three passing touchdowns at points especially at the start of the game last night the Bills looked unreal but there are issues for Josh Allen. And if I'm Patrick Mahomes watching that, if I'm Joe Burrow, and we'll talk about this during the week, obviously with the Bengals now playing the Bills, if, if I'm Joe Burrow watching that, I think to myself, well, if Josh Allen is going to make mistakes down the stretch, surely a team could go into Buffalo and put them up. Like the Chiefs, it's not going to happen now, obviously, but the Chiefs, you know, I think I think a lot of people thought, well, if Buffalo get the number one seed, then they're going to the Super Bowl because nobody's going to beat them in Buffalo. I thought that, and I certainly am considering my thoughts after last night because, you know, for Josh Allen to look unsteady at certain points is not like him. Um, I guess the only main positive that I, that I could take out from this game, obviously, to get the win, they start to sort of work on that run game a bit more. Like, they've been really pushed over the last few weeks in terms of how poor the run game has been in Buffalo. But they use Singletary and Cook well, and... They found a way to to get key first downs. One guy that really signed to me was Cole Beasley coming back in. He got that touchdown. Um, Cole Beasley was only signed by the Bills what two weeks ago. Activated this week going into the game, and and he 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 done excellent. Uh, Khalil Shakir 
making some excellent plays on the offense. He had that massive play that was, I think, brought back. So the, the, the Buffalo and Michaela have got plenty of guys, but you know, it's it it really needs to be fine-tuned. It needs to be chiseled before you're going up against a team like Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And we'll talk about the Bengals in a minute, but you know, the Bengals will go into Buffalo this weekend. I think we've got a hell of a chance here, lads. I definitely think the Bengals are going to beat the Bills now just because I couldn't believe that like I was watching, you know, Josh Allen kind of mainly Josh Allen, like I said a, a few minutes ago, that he was just so irritated and frustrated. And I'm kind of like, you can't be irritated and frustrated when you're playing Joe Burrow because we all know like he's Joey Cool or whatever like this. He does not like flinch. He's like his his veins are made of ice. I don't know what it is with Joe Burrow, but everyone loves him. So I'm kind of like, Josh Allen needs to keep us cool in that game. But it's kind of like, if you were asked to ask me who was a more complete team, you'd definitely say the Bills. Like the Bills have like, you know, they got Ed Oliver, they got Edmonds, they got like guys in the backfield, in, not in the backfield, in the secondary that are great. Like, so I think they have a better defense than the Bengals. But the fact that that defense like let the third string quarterback Miami Dolphins put up 31 points against them or whatever was it yeah whatever it was over 30 points against them and that was even when Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle had a lot of drops I think Jaden Waddle had two or three drops yeah one of the drops was insane Michaela wasn't it? I, I think that like people are talking about oh they had the first string quarterback they had Skylar Thompson but you're 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 completely right Waddle Hill I think Gasicki as well some serious um, critical offensive mistakes that you know really and it's funny like we're, we're sitting here criticizing Skyler Thompson but the throws he made to Waddle and Hill when they dropped them were perfect throws and I think Roma was saying that he was like these are perfect throws and they're like dropping them like I can't believe they're doing this and it, it was kind of it was it was frustrating for Skyler Thompson because obviously he has to deal with all the Brock Purdy stuff you know he was drafted before Brock Purdy but like the Bills defense and Allen, they cannot go in and play like that against the Bengals because I think the Bengals, the, the Bengals, the, what are the Bengals going to do to them if the Dolphins could do that with the defense? They need to refine the defense. The defense need to kind of, you know, look at themselves and be like, okay, whatever happened in that Dolphins game can't happen against the Bengals because Jamar Chase and T Higgins and those guys, they're not going to drop the balls. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to drop the passes. So, you know, Josh Allen needs to kind of cool down kind of refine not refine himself but kind of like just basically don't get angry or don't get frustrated because it was so evident what what was happening in the game but I really I really think after this I still I even before this game I still tell the I still think the Bengals are gonna beat them yeah and look obviously the, the Bills defense allowed only I think it was like 3.35 yards to, to, to the Dolphins the whole game which is insane I guess if you're a Dolphins fan, you, you are going to be angry today, Michaela, at the probably the decision making by Mike McDaniel at the end in terms of the clock management. I think it, it, it is one thing to say that you know he is a new coach in the league. He's a he, he's a rookie head coach. It's his first year. It's his first experience of a playoff game. He doesn't have two on the field. He doesn't have Teddy Bridgewater on the field. I still think he could have made a timeout towards the end there. I mean, I, I, it 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 was. I wouldn't say unforgivable. I've seen people say unforgivable online, but it was quite poor in that oh, sense. Oh no, that was really poor that they had to keep taking their timeouts because they couldn't manage the clock. It was, it was, it was shocking at the end. But look, um, I guess for, for for the Dolphins who who now go into this whole off season period, the hope that they and I have is that 
they hope <laughs> that they have an answer for quarterback. And obviously, rumors coming out uh, before the game about Tom Brady, different players. It just makes you think they can sit there now and say that Tua is going to be the number one guy. They're really not that far off when they have the quarterback position sorted because they've got the wide receiver core. They've got the elite talent on the offense. They've got a great defense. They're certainly not going anywhere, Michaela, as long as they can get that quarterback position sorted out. Yeah, and I think I saw yesterday that um, there was a bit of news, I think, coming out after the playoffs or just before the playoffs that Tua was going to be the, you know, the starter again next season. I think it's so unfair to Tua because everyone was giving him such stick his first two seasons because Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert basically showed him up. And because like people were kind of like, because Joe Burrow obviously came out, well, he didn't come out of nowhere. He just had that amazing season at LSU and was obviously taken first. But if he wasn't taken first, it would have been Tua. So Tua had to deal with all that kind of coverage about Herbert and, and Burrow. And he was kind of the underwhelming one. And then this season, he finally plays really well and then finally plays up to the MVP type caliber that people wanted out of him. Mm. And, and then he gets his concussions and then even before the concussions before his last concussion he started like choking a little bit and started playing really poorly and it's kind of like why the only reason that we shouldn't be considering Tua as the starter is if he wants to take a break or possibly retire because of the concussions now I don't think he's going to retire but if he wanted to take a year out and kind of just rest I I or even if he didn't, like that's the only reason why we should be saying, oh, maybe two is not going to be the starter next year because, you know, he's health issues with, with his head. He's had too many concussions. But there should be no kind of discourse around two shouldn't be the starter because of his play. Two probably had like a handful of bad games, like every quarterback does. You know, Burrow has them, Mahomes has them, Allen has them. I think he's under way, way too much scrutiny. He's going to be the starter going in next season. And if they get rid of him, I think that's bad on Miami. And it's it's unfortunate on him. And I hopefully if I don't think they're going to get rid of him, he's going to be the starter next year. But for people to even talk about it and debate it, I'm just like, this is stupid. Like he, he played at an MVP standard this year. And because he got injured and had concussions, you want to say, oh, who's going to come in next year? Tom Brady, are they going to bring in something else? No, they're not going to bring in someone else. They're going to stick with Tua. Let's jump on this other game, the the game in the middle of the window, and we obviously had the Vikings, who are a thirteen win team with a rookie head coach and Kevin O'Connell, going up against what's been a really interesting story and a very positive story in New York, where where Brian Dable comes in and gets the most out of Daniel Jones. Um, what a win, Michaela, for the Giants! It's it's one thing winning by a field goal or winning by a couple of points. For me, it's the manner in which they won. Um. Yes, the Vikings came back into it towards the end. For a very, very large portion of this game, this was the New York Giants as if they were the home team. They were very, very good. Daniel Jones, probably his best game to date in an NFL uniform. Just just so, so impressive. Obviously, using Saquon well. Um, and they now have the Eagles. Look forward to next week. On the other side of the ball, Obviously, extremely disappointing for, 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 for the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins on quite a hefty contract there. They've got the best, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. Uh, really, really good run game with Dalvin Cook, but the defense let them down like they have all season, arguably, but the defense let them down massively last night. I guess sort of focusing first on the on the Giants. How impressed were you by Daniel Jones and Brian Dable last night? No. I'm gonna say I was right because I I picked the Giants. Me and my friends, we do a, we we 
can't wrap our heads around fantasy so we just do this this competition where we all have to pick who's going to win each game each week and by what um margin so i i picked the giants and i only picked them to win by a field goal so the fact that they did win by what was it 31 31 24 yeah so they won by like a touchdown yeah so i was really really impressed and i'm gonna eat my own words here i actually think daniel jones can't could be the future of the giants i know I've said otherwise, and I said on the last few of our podcasts, you know, that, you know, he's not, he's not the guy for me, you know, I think they deserve a, I think I even said at Christmas, they deserve to be gifted the star, like Justin Herbert and stuff like that, but I, I think Daniel Jones can be what Kirk Cousins is to the Vikings, like, I don't think Kirk Cousins is like a top five quarterback, but, and Daniel Jones isn't, but you see, they can get the job done. You know what I mean? They're above average. And I think that's good enough for some teams. And I think, you know, he's obviously very well liked Jones. Like I know they didn't pick up his fifth year option, but I think they could probably sign him now because like looking at his stats, he had like two touchdowns. He had over 300 yards, no interceptions. I think someone said he played the best game of his career. He also rushed a lot. He had 78 rushing yards. Like you wouldn't say that was, imagine like saying, I think he's one of the best, running quarterbacks in the league like every time I see him run now he does look a bit like very awkward runner if you do look at him run but like he's he's always getting the downs and he's always you know he's always moving the the games with his his legs and I'm just really really impressed by him I I think if you would have said to us a couple of years ago when he remember he had that just green in front of him for a touchdown when he was running and he tripped (laughs) yeah he typed yeah, so I think if you were to say now, like, oh, McKayla, you think he's one of the best running quarterbacks in the league, I'd laugh at you. But no, I genuinely do think, and I don't see them moving on from him. Um, I'm really impressed with what they've done, and I, they need to keep him and Saquon next year because it's a good connection. They're the, they're, Saquon's the star of the team. They need to keep him no matter what. So I'm I'm really, really thrilled for the, the Giants, and if they weren't playing the Eagles, you know, the Eagles are going to win. They beat them the last, the last twice they played them, but I think they'll put up a good fight against the Eagles. I don't think they'll be a blowout. I think they'll be close. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see how that game's going to go against the Eagles, and I, 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 I know we'll look at it in more detail throughout the week. Um, I don't know. I mean, in terms of in terms of the long term capability for Daniel Jones, a quarterback for the New York Giants, I have a feeling that he's going to be franchise tagged for a year and that they're going to look at him and say, right, well, let's see what you're like next season when... That's so fair because I always say about consistency, I said it with Geno Smith, the last one, that's so fair. They should franchise tag him and see if he can do it again. I think they will and I think, you know, I think it's difficult to go out and pay someone like I said about Kirk Cousins, there, I think it's difficult to go out and pay someone that sort of money. It's like what forty million dollars a year, base minimum. I think it's difficult to do that. And look, he's had a hell of a season. It's just you know, there's going to be a lot of talk between now and September. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. And when the next season starts, and when all teams are zero and zero, how will Daniel Jones perform? Now, if Daniel Jones goes and plays to the same level in which he has this year, or even improves. And Saquon Barkley doesn't get injured again, please God, he doesn't, and he continues to you know improve even more. Then absolutely, there is a case there for him to have a massive contract. I, I just don't think that the Giants should should hemorrhage themselves financially yet. I think they should be sensible about it. And I think if you told Daniel Jones before the season started, or hell, before um, Brian Dable even came in, that he would be in a situation where he'd be there the year after. 
I think he would have took it and bit and bit your arm off. And look, Giants fans will sit, will sit here now and say we're two games from the Super Bowl, and they are. So the very very best luck them next weekend. They've shown teams that are struggling right now in the league. Um, that there is a pathway, a quick pathway, and by God, they've done very, very well to get to that path. And Brian Dable's done an outstanding job. I guess the one thing that stands out for me, Michaela, is the emergence of that wide receiver last last night. Um, Isaiah Hodgkins, really, really great game. Uh, Darius Slayton as well. I guess on the offensive side of the ball, it's such a fun, fun team to watch, and that's why it leads me to Minnesota, and it leads me to the disappointment that I had in Minnesota watching them last night. You know. They're a fair team in football team, and you think they're a fair team in football team for a reason. This was supposed to be the game where Kirk Cousins silenced the haters. This was meant to be the game where, you know, he honestly runs riot at home, playoff game. You've won the NFC North. You've won the NFC North very, very well, regardless of the whole one-score victories. And Dalvin Cook only got 60 yards, couldn't go off it in the day. TJ Hawkinson leads. He had a great game. I really, really enjoyed TJ Hawkinson. Great person to come in on the trade deal for them and um, but outside of that there KJ Osborne obviously got the touchdown 20 yards on the day Kirk had the touchdown at the start of the game that was it there wasn't really much else going on and the defense let them down massively and you cannot expect to win a home game in the playoffs against any team when you're scoring 20 to 24 points at home that's never going to happen and it's very very disappointing because Kevin O'Connell, I think, has done a good job there. I think it's a real pity because Kirk Cousins on fourth and eight yesterday only got three yards, and I think the season will be remembered for that, and I don't think it should be. I think, you know, the Vikings have made improvements. They've got serious talent on the offense. They need to find a way now just to sort of take the next step, take the next level. I think they are already going into next season with the amount of uncertainty in Green Bay, the situation in Chicago with the first draft pick and the uncertainty there. And obviously Detroit are a hell of a team. I still think the Vikings are going to be up there at the end of the year for the NFC North next season. So it's it's if, if I was a Vikings fan, I'd be devastated this morning because they had a real chance, real, real chance. And Kirk Cousins will be gutted. Um, but it was just a really poor performance, Michaela. It was, yeah. Like to say... I think even I know you I think you said for yourself that Justin Jefferson is the is the best wide receiver in the league fully stats wise and consistency wise like I know Jefferson's stats are amazing like whatever he has like 1800 yards or something this year but for me you need the yardage and the touchdowns so I'm just gonna say I think Devontae Adams is probably the best because he had 14 touchdowns this season on a really poor Raiders team so you know like don't get me wrong yeah Jefferson is probably like right under him or like fighting with him for that spot but it's yeah I think if I was a Vikings fan I'd be devastated because I'm like how we won 13 games we went on this amazing win streak during the season nobody could beat us and we lost to the Giants like don't get me wrong the Giants are a great team and I did pick them to win because I love what Dable's doing I love the, the belief he's instilled on this in in his guys you know the Giants aren't a sad team anymore and they're one of the reasons why the NFC East isn't called the NFC least anymore. But I think, like, you look at, I don't know who to blame for the Vikings because I'm like, I don't, I never really fancied Kirk Cousins. I think he's definitely, definitely overpaid, 100% overpaid. He's getting too much money for the quality he has, but he's still above average. And then they have Jefferson, KJ Osborne's great. They have Dalvin Cook. So it's it must be something to do with the defense. But then you look at number 99 for the Vikings, Hunter. He He's a good defensive end as well. But 
and Patrick Peterson, like I think he's one of the league leaders in interceptions. So I I don't know like like if you're asked asked me to say Michaela, where can they improve? I'd literally be like I literally do not know because like their offense is not like you wouldn't ask for a better wide receiver in Jefferson like if like you know what I mean like people like he was talking about himself being the MVP. So he's he's a lot of people's top wide receiver and they have like they have one of the best running backs and stuff like that. So I don't if I was the Vikings, I think they need to focus on definitely defense. They need to perhaps bring in a veteran guy, you know, a bit of experience, draft defense as well, maybe like an unbelievable linebacker or something like that. You know, even trade for one. You know what I mean? Like just trade one year, just trade your first rounder if you want. Like, you know, what the Chargers got Khalil Mack last year. And I know the Chargers didn't get far, but like Khalil Mack and Joey Boza on the same defense is scary. And I think the Vikings need to do that because I think people look at the Vikings and they're probably they're not scared of any of their defenders. I know number 99 Hunter's good. And I, I think some people think Patrick Peterson is like a little bit, he's going to be done soon. So they need someone that's scary. You know what I mean? Like Aaron Donald or something like that. And they should either find it through the draft, a trade or a free agent. Let's jump on this last game before we round up here. Um, obviously the Bengals getting the victory over the Ravens. The, the manner of victory was the most interesting one for me, Michaela. 24 to 17. Ravens did not let the Bengals get a touchdown in the first quarter, really stop Burrow getting anything done. And the key for that game for me, obviously, was the game plan for the the Ravens. Stop Joey B getting the ball down the field, almost let them get down to the 30-40 yard line inside that team's position and restricting the field goals. And for a long time, it worked. Um, And at, at the half, the Ravens were winning and it was incredible. Uh, Harbour was not having anything of it. Uh, he did not want to speak to him as a Stark. It was just a classic playoff game. For me, this was the most, um, it was the most fun I had watching the league this weekend because it was end to end. There was a real upset in the cards behind Lamar Jackson. Um, and I guess at the end of the day, the Bengals defense comes up, uh, trumps. I have to give it to the Ravens on a situation where Lamar Jackson was not playing. And there's different reasons for that. There's different arguments for that. I I, I don't think he should be playing in situations in like with his contract, whether he's you know if he's not fully fit, he's not fully fit. So it was Tyler Huntley. Huntley's done an efficient enough job. He could have been better on completion averages for me, but he got the ball down the field. J.K. Dobbins had a good game on the rush, and it was it was a really really interesting game. It was great to see Mark Andrews finally come back into the bit. He done everything apart from score. So. You know, Ravens fans should not feel too downhearted. I think they put up a good show of themselves. The Bengals would need to watch how they get the ball down the field because if you blitz Burrow, clearly there's issues there with Cincinnati and the protection around Joe Burrow on that offensive line. That's a massive, massive issue. And I think the Bills can have a field day with that at the weekend, so it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, look, I, an efficient performance from the Bengals, Michaela, and they now have a rematch of that Monday night game. Um albeit in Buffalo next week against the Bills. I wonder if everyone's disappointed that the Bengals, Ravens, Bills, Dolphins was as close as it was, or are we happy that it was at least entertaining? I think I could have preferably done with one of them being close, and I I like the Bills and the Dolphins one being close. I did not like the Ravens and the Bengals being a close game. Um, I think it'd be a travesty if Joe Burrow was not in the playoffs. Every, 
I love that guy. Like everybody loves him. Like I know everyone loves Josh Allen, but there's something about Joe Burrow that makes him special as a player and as a person. So I took, I think it would have been really devastating if they had gotten knocked out yesterday because like the Ravens, like I think Lamar Jackson is completely right not playing. Not only because if no, just no, just because he's injured, if he was in a contract situation, I'd be like, no, that's bull. He has to play. I don't care what, what his contract is. Like if he's trying to get a contract, but he's injured. I think Robert Griffin III was like, look what happened to me when I played for my guys, my team. It, it changed the trajectory of my career. And Lamar Jackson is 100% right not playing if, if he's injured or he's not fully fit. But I don't rate Tyler Huntley. And I honestly don't rate the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. To be honest, I think that you're just always a team that kind of hovers into the wild card, the visual round, the playoffs, even with Lamar Jackson, and then they get dumped out. So I don't rate them as a team. I think they take up space in the playoffs when there could be someone possibly better there. So if they were to go and beat the Bengals, I would have been so annoyed because I want the Bengals to go all the way to the Super Bowl again. But hopefully the the offensive line yeah you're right in what you're saying that the defense that the buffalo defense could have a have a field day with this offensive line they're going to have to play the best they can against the bills this sunday and burrow is going to have to be getting those quick throws out can't be holding the ball too long not that he does it's never a problem with him but it just he has to be like he's playing a good defense, so basically he shouldn't he shouldn't put himself put himself in any situation to get injured or anything like that. But I still think the Bengals are going to win. Um, they're just they're just too special of a team, even with the holes that they that they have missing in on defense and on offense. Um, I I don't I just yeah the Bills are kind of the Bills always kind of. No, don't get me wrong. The Bills don't hover. The Bills are definitely going to win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. Just the question is when. It, it always kind of frustrates. If I was a Bills fan, I'd be so frustrated going to the divisional round or championship games and just constantly being knocked out by the Chiefs. But the fact that the Bengals could actually, for the first time in years, with a really, really bad offensive line, go to the Super Bowl on their first playoff run with Burrow last year was amazing. So I think they're going to do it again. Interesting, interesting. Uh, right, the, la- the only thing I'll ask you about the Ravens before we wrap up here is this. Will Lamar Jackson be playing for the Ravens next year? I'm going to say no. I-, I don't think he will be. I, no, I think he'll go somewhere else. Could they franchise tag him? There's so many things they could do, but I, I think that money's a massive thing. And there's definitely something not right there with no. the team and, and, that, and the relationships. So they could tag him. Um. I don't think he's getting. I think the... I, I, I think he could be trailing Mikael. Like it could. Well, I, I, I really don't know what. To, I, I genuinely don't know what to see. To see it's going to be like, it's, one of the most interesting storylines. Yeah, it, it's like the, the minute the Super Bowl ends in Arizona, that's the next big storyline. It's massive. So, time will tell. Time will tell. And uh, before we go, I'm recording this on the Monday evening. Uh, who's going to win tonight? Are you still sticking with Brady, Oops. Brady, or? Yeah, sure. Dak Prescott's the most interceptions, tied most interceptions in the league. Like, like I know, no, I don't believe that the, the playoffs are a new fresh start. Everyone's oh and oh, but I, the only person I'd believe that for is Brady, hundred percent. Buccaneers are going to beat the Cowboys. Cowboys are probably going to choke again. Brady's going to show everyone why he's the best. And I don't say that in an annoyed or a, or fed up way. I love. I think Brady. we're just. I think we're just that used to that, aren't we? It's funny. Um, yeah, like yeah, you're just everyone's just that used to it. But uh, no, I'm going with Brady. I don't rate Prescott at all, to be honest. I think if they had some, if they had Herbert or something as the 
the, the I always say Herbert, but they had Herbert or Burrow or any anyone of those big quarterbacks for playing for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys could probably be Super Bowl contenders, but as long as they have Dak, they're not. I think the Cowboys will win. I, I've I think the Cowboys are gonna up like hardly upset tonight, and I think that is it even an upset if they beat the Bucks though, or do not favor? It's probably not an upset because like the Bucks were getting completely gassed everywhere online for hmm. most of the season. Brady was Brady was very very poor in the first half of the season. Um, Playoff Lenny as well. I I don't think you know with if you can get the right combination of Pollard and Elliott, hmm. and if the defense comes up for Dallas, all you need is Dak to perform average enough, and you, I, I think I think it'll be fine. I think they'll put thirty points. I, I I hope it's a great game because I feel like this weekend deserves to to end on that great game. So um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. But I I, I do think the uh, I do think the Dallas Cowboys will win this game, so it'll be interesting next week. But look here, um, maybe we'll chat about that game tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we will see how it goes, but we'll definitely be back later on in the week, Michaela, chatting about uh, the divisional weekend that's coming up. Appreciate your time and uh, chat to you soon. <laughs>